Hey nerd, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hello. Look, Abby's with me. Oh my god, hello. Hi, just, happy birthday. Are you guys doing your podcast right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Do you want to be on it? Okay, yeah, wait. For wait. What what kind of commitment is this? <laughs> oh, I was just recording your voice. But but um but if you want when are you in Boise? Because when you're in Boise you can come be on an episode. And you get to pick Probably the movie. Like mid to late July. Okay, okay. 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 Come. So okay, good. Okay. Okay. Are you having a good birthday? I am. Yeah, I'm good. getting sushi right now. Good. Well, we should go, but have fun. Wait, wait, don't go yet. You have to send me happy birthday. Okay, okay. Have... There's a very logical explanation for all this. Hi everyone and welcome to the Who's Your Mommy podcast. My name is Abby Elsethagen. And my name is Grace Ward. In this podcast we explore bisexuality, gender roles, and early 2000s media and the role it's played on our lives. And we also talk a lot about Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, we love you. Who else has an idea like this man's It's our third episode of the day. It is our third episode of the day and let me tell you, we're both melting. It has been a long day. We have covered some ground. Yeah. We started in Alfia, <laughs> then we went to the Caribbean, and I learned so much about pirates. Yeah. And now we're closing out the day with what we thought was going to be this week's Mommy Monday, but clearly... There's not enough content there. <laughs> Welcome to our Charlie's Angels episode, everyone. I fucking hate this movie. Wow. Oh, you just came out and said it. <laughs> Fuck! So this is our first true Vibey Friday. Last yes. Vibey Friday was our Treat Fort Live episode, which mm -hmm. is lovely, absolutely a Vibey Friday energy, but um, not not a true Vibey Friday. So just for an update, for those of you who, who haven't listened to our Pirates episode yet, um, Vibey Friday is something we've introduced to give us a little bit of space to talk about movies that maybe we don't feel like researching for three days. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of research that goes into our Mommy Monday Mommy Monday, Mommy Monday <laughs> episodes, especially the ones like the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Um, yes. And we're really, really trying to just maintain a level of of research in our Monday episodes. Mm -hmm. And the ones we don't want to research very much, we we do Charlie's Angels episode. Yeah, because there's movies that we want to talk about, but we like don't really have a ton to really say about them. We just kind of want to chat yeah. about them we want to spare you us talking out of our asses for an hour yeah like we we know you'd much rather just hang out with us yeah <laughs> so today we're talking about charlie's angels the 2000 movie. the 2000 charlie's angels not to be mistaken for the 2019 charlie's angels which is a masterpiece i love Kristen Stewart, but I can say confidently that i would much rather watch any other movie of hers <laughs> than <laughs> Including any of the Twilight films, which I'm sure we'll get to. We have to do Twilight. I've never seen um, past we, the first movie. We are going to have to do an episode for every single Twilight movie because I have so much to talk about. Fuck. <laughs> we'll get there. That's just like my dream world is us doing an episode for every Twilight movie. Wow. But we probably won't do that. We have different plans for our Halloween episodes mm -hmm. or Halloween month, but maybe, maybe we... Maybe we circle around to Twilight for, like, the beginning of the school year or something. Yeah. Teasing. 
I just, I love the idea that our, our 14 fans <laughs> were just like teasing them with what hey, movie we we're going to do next. 84 Instagram followers. That's just so many people. And Once a again, lot of them are like people that I don't, like some of them are people I don't know. What I'm manifesting is that a year from now we will have over a thousand regular listeners. I would love that. I just, look, I don't need to be famous from podcasting. It's not something I'm particularly interested in. I had a TikTok go viral this week and it really put into perspective just like, I don't like how many people have seen my face. Mm -hmm. I know they probably like don't remember it much, but do you know once you see a face it imprints and then you can be put into dreams? Yes. So like- I was telling Chase about this the other day. So like I'm just running around in people's dreams now. Mm Mm-mm. I'd love to be on Dancing with the Stars, but I just don't know that I really, like... I don't need to be, like, the most famous podcaster, but it would be really cool if we had, like, consistent engagement with... Yeah. Especially with with queer femmes in our generation and, and adjacent. Like, we had a really great experience at Flying M the other day. Yeah. That put into perspective for me how cool this is. Yeah. Shout out those guys. B. B. Yes. Hey, B. I hope you're listening to this, but just like, I think that what we're talking about could matter. I think so too. I think if anything, we could become like niche internet micro celebrities. You know? Yeah. And that would be fun. That would be my, that would be my dream. Yeah. Like, you know, I am a huge fan of the You're Wrong About podcast, which has kind of recently gone through some changes and I haven't been listening as regularly, but like Mike and Sarah... Like, I'm a huge fan of theirs. I love them. Actually, Sarah has another podcast that used to be called Why Are Dads? And it's where I got the idea for asking, like, who's the mommy? Mm-hmm. Um, which we did in some of our earlier episodes. But I, like, I love both of them. Like, yeah. I, I'm a fan. And when I meet another fan of that podcast, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and that's all I really want. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Benchtopia podcast. Um I love them. I'm kind of obsessed with them. Abby, we went to Chipotle in between episodes and Abby had Benchtopia playing in their car. That's true. True fact. I did. (laughs) It was an episode that like wouldn't have made sense if I had like let Grace like start listening to it there though. So I was like, okay, gotta change this. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I was really inspired by our Pirates of the Caribbean talk today too, because we were, Abby was just sharing with me this history and I was like, look what media can do like to just open, start conversations. Our Wings Club episode, we had this conversation about dress codes. Like, I think the way we talk about movies is exciting to me because I am not a film bro. I'm not trying to be a film bro, but I do think that the media we consume says a lot about our culture and where we're at Mm -hmm. as a culture. And that's cool. Yeah. And it's rad. But this is not a deep episode. Yeah. If you want a deep episode, go listen to Pirates of the Caribbean or... Winks Club gets kind of deep. Winks Club gets kind of deep. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want some old shit, I love the Atlantis episode. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite one. I always recommend it to people. And then Abby's like, or our Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the Scooby-Doo episode is the best place to start because it, yeah. it really is like the introduction to the podcast. And I think maybe... The further on we get into recording, the more we're going to be like, oh my god, that episode is so cringe. Like, maybe we redo it someday. But I still, like, now love mm-hmm. it. And I, I listen think, to it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. 
I listened Actually, to it this week. Yeah, I listened to it this week too, just to get myself back in like the headspace that I need to be in. Yeah, the energy is specific. It's yeah. not, I'm not here to info dump on you and I'm not here to be a comedian. I'm just kind of here. <laughs> Abby is a comedian. <laughs> well, I mean, life's a joke anyway, so. <laughs> I'm here to be funny and info dump. Uh, that's what Abby's here to do. I don't know what I'm here to do yet. You're, you're here to like give perspective. What I've learned is that I do, I have a good understanding of how the media and film and theater industries work. Mm -hmm. That's really what I love. I want to go to school for arts business and arts management. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I like, I like that I'm using this information I learn in my day to day studying management and business for theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that I'm applying that to things that are way more exciting for me, um, or who I am today and how it shaped me. And I can't say how fucking important it has been for me to have an outlet to explore my queerness. Yes. Because I, I'm only like, I've only really been open about it with other people or myself for like a year. And I've been in a relationship that's heterosexually presenting for a year almost. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just, it's been nice to have ways to really explore and validate my own queerness, even though I don't think my day-to-day, like, it's it's just not visible, mm-hmm. but it is important to who I am. Yeah. And, like, I think being a bisexual with a boyfriend is, like, a good chunk of my personal identity, because I think it explains a lot about who I am. It's, like, I am a queer person, and I fell in love with a person, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um... But, like, not a big chunk of my identity in the way that, like, I'm dating this man and this man is, like, everything about me, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's just, like, important to me for people to see that, like, relationships that are straight presenting are not always straight. Yeah. I mean, Brandon and I's relationship feels very queer to me mm-hmm. in, in all facets. Like, it just yeah. is. It's, like, in my in my mind, it doesn't really even feel like, like relationships I had where I was like, this is a straight relationship. And I said this in our first episode and I heard myself say it when I was listening to it again this week. And I was like, wow, like, like since coming out, which I don't even know if coming out is the right way because it was Mm -hmm. so much more internal for me than anyone else. Like, not more internal for me than other people, but like, it was about me, why, like, why I wasn't out about it. Mm -hmm. It was internal. And since being open and honest with myself about it, like, I've learned to love in a bigger, better, healthier way. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm more with myself and I, I'm, I'm finding my feet in the Mm -hmm. world in a different way. Coming out of a relationship that was really negligent and abusive and then being able to learn that love does not have to look like what everything says it's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. it's it's been really healing yeah and like before I was dating Chase I was in a queer relationship and it was one that like it wasn't the relationship that I wanted to like have the rest of my life in but I have nothing but good things to say about that person Mm -hmm. um like I'm kind of sad that it didn't work out and like things ended the way they did but I am like so proud of myself for allowing Like, I, at the time, really thought that I was identifying as a lesbian. Like, I remember telling people, like, I'm, I think I'm a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I am. And 
coming out of that and allowing myself to once again explore like being in a relationship with a man I was like you know it's not about being in a relationship with a man it's about being in a relationship with the right person yeah well Brandon like Brandon just took my life by a storm Mm -hmm. (laughs) Abby was there (laughs) but it was like it was it was just very much about like this is a person who brings a lot of balance into Mm -hmm. my world and and is like is a very gentle person in a world that has been really turbulent Mm -hmm. for me recently and for a while and like Brandon's gentleness is what I fell in love with and like his gender really has nothing to do with it yeah and I'm so glad I found him Mm -hmm. like I would not change a thing about him I think I think the true the true root of queerness is allowing yourself to fall in love with anyone yeah yeah and I have you know my we actually have this in common in that our siblings are all queer yeah (laughs) we come from queer families (laughs) shout out Michaela love you and my sister shout out to Ruben and to Guthrie um I I feel bad that I shouted out my sister's girlfriend (laughs) before my sister (laughs) I have I have a I have a gay brother and a non-binary little sibling um 17 and 12 and and they inspire me a lot like they're just both really like honest with themselves about who they are and where they want to be and I remember laying in my bed and I can picture it and it was like a stormy night I was house sitting for my parents freshman in college I think and I just remember like laying in my bed and looking up at the ceiling and saying it out loud being like I'm bisexual and then being like ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah. and like I remember that and then I remember for years after that being like, well, I'm this cool straight friend. I'm the straight friend, but like, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with the queers. (laughs) But I was just like, there's a reason I gravitated to so many queer people. Yeah. It's where I fit. It's a sense of community that like, you don't find many other places. Yeah. Ruben likes to point out that he thinks it's stupid that our parents ever thought we were all cishet though. (laughs) Ruben's like, that was so dumb. (laughs) Um, seeing your siblings become adults is so interesting it's so weird it's super weird yeah guthrie is one of the most powerful beings i've ever known guthrie inspires me i'm gonna cry they really do guthrie's soul like so my little sibling guthrie gave a presentation about what they them pronouns meant to their sixth grade class and their friend gave a presentation about um, a lot of the anti-trans legislation that's happening here in Idaho. And they asked their teacher if they could do it. Like the two of them were like, hey, we want to do this presentation. They didn't Spanish because they're both bilingual. <laughs> and and uh, something about Guthrie giving a presentation in Spanish about they, them pronouns is the most like, it's just not how I experienced queerness when I was in school. It's just not how it felt to me. And I'm so proud. I would not have had the guts. It was so casual for Guthrie. Yeah. Guthrie was completely panicked about doing a presentation about El Salvador Mm -hmm. for their class. But like pronouns, (laughs) non-binary identities, sure. (laughs) Anyway, we were going to talk about Charlie's Angels. Yes. We we... tricked you all into being here (laughs) by saying we were going to talk about Charlie's Angels. But really, we're just kind of going to talk. We're going to talk about queerness i guess you know i think when this episode drops it will be like the first week of pride month Mm -hmm. and and maybe maybe that's what vibey friday exists to be is a space for for queerness Mm -hmm. in the chaos of 
all of our research. Yeah, and experiencing the world as queer people. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's so much room for more queer mm-hmm. experiences in our media, as we've learned yeah. from these deep dives. So tell me why you hate Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Man, I, I wish... I wish I liked it is the thing because the concept of Charlie's Angels is so fucking cool. It's really a cool concept. It's such a cool concept. And like, so the original TV show came out in the seventies and it starred, uh, Farrah Fawcett, who was like famous for her hair, essentially. That's a beautiful name, Farrah. I had a boss named Farrah and I've always loved the name. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brandon, what do you think about the baby named Farrah? <laughs> He's going to be like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the original 70s TV show, from what I understand, broke a lot of boundaries. Like, it was a TV show in the 70s where women were being badass and spies and kicking ass and kicking ass with their titties out. Hell yeah. And like, that was was a big thing at the time. Like, it was a really popular show and like, it was pretty new, uh, like a new concept for the time. And the, the, I haven't seen any of it and I really wanted to watch some of it for this episode. That was my plan all along was to like really dive into the seventies TV show. Um, I just didn't have time to like do the research that I I intended to do. We recorded three episodes today. Yeah. So we've re we've been researching for two Mm -hmm. and then yeah, it's been a big week. Yeah, but we did watch the movie. We did watch the movie. <laughs> I watched the movie um, when I was sick, actually, earlier this week. Oh, yeah. I had a cold, um, and it, it, Abby keeps describing this movie as a, a fever dream. Yes. And it is. Yes. <laughs> it is so dumb. It's so stupid. Like, uh, it's just... I don't think it's bad. I think... Let, let women be at the front of mm-hmm. stupid media. But, like, <laughs> this one's really gnarly. <laughs> it's, it's, like, so much to handle. And here's the thing. I watched this movie for the first time, I would say, probably about a year ago. Because it was on Netflix. And I had never seen it before. And I But I had seen the 2019 one. And I... The 2019 one, let me say, is not a good movie. It's it's not, like, by any standards, like, an excellent film. Um, and surprisingly enough, the the 2000 Charlie's Angels actually has, like, a better Rotten Tomatoes score and, like, better reviews than the 2019 one. Which is so fucking insane to me. Hmm. Because I I did some research on it, like, right after I watched it for the first time, because I was so confused by it. I also was not sober when I watched it. Um, so, once again, fever dream type shit. So, I was, like, Googling it, and I found stuff that was, like, that movie was received in kind of opposite ways. Mm. Like, it was acclaimed in some ways, and then in some ways it was, like, this is the end of early 2000s action movies. <laughs> I will say this movie has a star-studded cast. It yes. has so many famous people in it. And some of them are like famous now and some of them got famous mm-hmm. or were like, you know, not A-listers yet, but mm-hmm. really became them. And then like Bill Murray. Yeah. I guess Bill Murray had beef with everyone on set though. Bill Murray did not come back for the second movie. No, reportedly he headbutted the director. 
Good for him. Yeah. I read that on a like celebrity insider or whatever. So I don't know if it's true, but yeah. he and Lucy Liu definitely had beef. Um, I read multiple accounts. Some say that he was making fun of her. Some say that he was, he claims he was making fun of how dumb her lines were. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I Which could, is valid. I, I could see though, like straight white guy making fun of, a, <laughs> of the only brown woman on set. Yes. And how stupid her lines are. And I would be offended. Yeah. I would be like, fuck you, man. But here's the thing is, all of their lines are stupid. Every line in that movie. Every line in that movie is stupid. one after the other. My favorite one is the I don't know how to cook chicken one. Yes. I was like, stop it. I hate it. I hate the part where he's like, shake and bake? (laughs) You shake and all bake or something like that? Yeah, what? I'm just like, what the fuck? I've had too many college date nights that were me shaking and him baking. (laughs) Um, I just, I, a lot of moments in this movie, I was like, the audacity, Mm -hmm. the audacity to, (laughs) to have people drinking out of Buddhas on a beach. Weird. Um, so many of the outfits, they had so many outfits and I will say the outfits were kind of the best part. Mm -hmm. Just seeing like how they, how they dressed. Also, whoa, cultural appropriation. Whoa, okay. The the Asian, the Asian salon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it made me hurt. What's weirder is when the movie was written, they wanted Angelina Jolie in Lucy Liu's part. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I don't think Lucy Liu being Chinese made that scene any better. No. But it would be worse if it were Angelina Jolie. Yeah. It just, it was so weird. It's so fucking weird. And like when she cracks his back, <laughs> with her like with her feet. <laughs> I and like, it. here's the thing is in that scene, it's very obvious that the intention of his massage is that he's getting a massage from feet because there's a bar there for her to like, for use. her to hold like Ugh. it's hanging from the ceiling for her I... to like like hold on to while she's standing on this man's back yeah i'm not here to kink shame i'm not here to shame people for what they are into because like feet okay but like wow what a weird way to portray that in a film yeah but it's tim curry it is tim curry it's just so strange and it's like why like this is the second movie we've now talked about that has tim curry in it yeah and uh is he in, is, is maybe the real mommy is Tim Curry? Maybe the real mommy is Tim Curry, but here's the thing. The first movie we talked about with Tim Curry in it, I said that I would fuck his character and that I could change him. I do not feel this way about this character. <laughs> I also just want to pour one out for the plot of this movie, which is what if our cell phones were homing devices? <laughs> like, you know, what if our cell phones were GPS? And also what if there was voice recognition software? I hope there's not voice recognition <laughs> software. You know how much of our voice is on the internet at this point, Abby? Oh, like, yeah. there's no going back. Oops. Meh. Meh. I have 80 bucks. Like, <laughs> why didn't I do take... Oh, I have investment accounts. Yes, you do. People should not steal my identity. Um, anyway... <laughs> I'd if you're listening to this, don't steal Grace's hey, identity. Don't, hey, don't steal my identity. Don't <laughs> be so fucking mean. Please. If you steal my identity, you are not who's your mommy approved. I just spilled tea all over myself. 
<laughs> we're so messy at this point. I know. <laughs> this is the end of the day. What time is it's it? It's like getting dark. It's like 7.30. It's 8. Oh. <laughs> Abby's supposed to hang out with Chase tonight. We've got to wrap this up, yo. It's it's fine. I mean, he's doing stuff. So. Okay. Um, he just texted me, I'm proud of you. Aww. Because I told him that we were on our third episode. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Brandon Brandon sent love. He's at a bike race right now. Brandon does not have cell service right now. No. He sent he said he also went to bed at seven. Dating athletes. It looks so glamorous in the movies, but um he just eats a lot of chicken, doesn't drink, and goes to bed at nine. <laughs> so I find that really attractive and handsome and wonderful. And he's my best fu- best buddy, but but like don't be fooled. <laughs> Dating a musician is just uh, one day you open your phone and it's a Snapchat from your boyfriend that he has purchased an organ. <laughs> Were you kind of mad at him when you, he did that? Because... No, I wasn't mad at him because I knew it was coming. You would, you'd been warned. Here's the story is I was thrifting with my mom and we were at a Goodwill. Um, and I saw this organ. I mm-hmm. didn't know it was an organ at the time. I just saw a cool piano type instrument and I took a picture of it and I sent it to him and he was like, that's an organ. I want one of those because, <laughs> and apparently he had been like looking on his phone at a Craigslist ad for an organ. And then my <laughs> Snapchat popped up and it was a picture of an organ at Goodwill. Oh my God. Isn't that the insane? The universe said, Chase, play an organ. Yes. And he said, okay. Um, and he, he has like a concept album that he really wants to make and he needs an organ for it. Oh, good. Um, I'm so proud of him. It's so cool. Is he still, he's making music? Yeah. Hey, Chase, if you're listening to this, make music. I'm really proud of you. I feel like that'll make him cry if he hears you say that. I love Chase. I love our friends. I I adore our friends. There's pictures of Chase and Abby on Brandon and I's fridge. (laughs) At least two. Um... There's, there's at least as many pictures of Chase on our fridge as there are of me. (laughs) Um, And when we have our own home, I'm sure our fridge will be exactly the same. I, uh, I, I pitched to Brandon. I was looking at jobs, um, doing executive directing and managing directing for companies, ballets mostly. And Mm -hmm. there were a couple jobs in the Eugene area. And I was like, we could go there. And then we can, future Grace and Brandon can be close to future Chase and Abby. And everything will be perfect and beautiful. And our kids will call each other aunt. And they'll be aunt, aunt Abby and uncle Chase. And it'll be, and Chase will be a funkle because he plays that funky music. <laughs> this might have been after my jungle juice. Probably. Ah, that was good. But um, he saw the organ, wanted the organ, got off work, came to the Goodwill, uh, with his dad's Jeep and trailer, <laughs> played the organ and discovered that half of it wasn't working. So he was like, okay. He sat in that Goodwill for like 30 minutes, just contemplating whether to get the organ. Because it was like $90 or something right. like that. It's an investment. It was an investment. And like, he was like, I know I can fix it. I just think the parts will be really expensive and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, is the, like, does the cost outweigh, like, how bad you want an organ? And he ended up deciding not to get that one. So mm. I'm like, okay, he does not have an organ. So I go home, and uh, I'm just, like, at home, whatever. And, like, the next day, I get a Snapchat from him of a picture of an organ in his garage. Oh, my God. And I'm like, where, where did, did get you that? get that? There's only so many organs like, in the world. How did you find, like, three different organs? <laughs> 
<laughs> because this is a different organ than the one that he was looking at the Craigslist ad for. They're three separate organs. Anyway, it's just wild. He apparently got this one for free off of Craigslist. The Damn. guy just, like, didn't want it and didn't know what it did, so my, he just gave it to him. My parents have a pump organ that they... He wants a second <laughs> organ. <laughs> he does not need a second organ. <laughs> You're getting the Phantom of the Opera. He literally moved his bed to fit the organ in his room. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's really funny. What do you think of the boyfriends in Charlie's Angel? There's three. Charlie's Angel. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we're getting, like, less and less coherent as the episode goes on. I'm just making noises. (laughs) Edit this later and be like, oh my god, Grace. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I love the himbo energy of, like, Cameron Diaz's... Luke Wilson! Yes! I was so excited. And then Brandon goes, Luke Wilson? And I was like, Owen Wilson's brother. And Brandon goes, I always thought he looked like Owen Wilson with a better nose! (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, I fucking hate the bad guy. He is... No, he's weird looking. He's, like, weird looking i think that guy becomes like attractive in later in his life like Mm -hmm. he's in jojo rabbit and he looks really he's like an attractive like middle-aged man but okay i was like he's got a freaky face yeah he's like i can you can like tell that he's evil but i think that he got testicular cancer during shooting that movie and then drew barrymore went to the hospital to visit him and then they got married but they were only married for two years oh drew barrymore who's your favorite angel I think probably Drew Barrymore. She's such a burnout. I love it. I yeah. was like, <laughs> I, Cameron Diaz's angel is like scary. If I ran into her in a dark alley, I would be so frightened. She do not know what's coming next with her. She is so, she's a little like Winston from New Girl where yeah. you're like, you don't have a personality. You are just chaos. Yeah. You're really sweet and cute. And I mean, Cameron Diaz has the most beautiful smile, mm-hmm. but oh she, like, this, oh my god. We need to talk about the scene where she's at Soul Train. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No, and like, Which is, like, a relic of the early 2000s. So... Slash probably 90s. I feel like that's more of a 90s thing. Oh my thing. god, that was bad. It, you so know what bad. It, it was giving, though? It was giving the end of Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. It was. <laughs> we were like, why are all of these characters all of a sudden at, like, an R&B bar? Yeah. Fred Jones shouldn't be here. And they're like, I'm so confused by it because from what I can understand, the concept of those shows is that it's just like a band playing music Mm -hmm. or like playing music some way. And then they have like a stage where like there's dancers and like there's a bunch of dancers. But in this scene, she's the only person on the stage. Yeah, just her. Like, where is everybody else? Like, if she's being asked to dance on stage, shouldn't there be like a group? Of girls dancing? <laughs> like, he says nope. the stage is for girls only. Girl. Just, just, just Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I think it's really funny that Luke Wilson was like, where do I take her on a date? And then he's like, I know. <laughs> Soul train. <laughs> First date? That is weird. It's awesome, but it's like, you gonna tell your kids that? <laughs> tell your kids I took your mom to an R&B bar as our first date. We didn't even get dinner. And then she had to beat the shit out of a guy in the bathroom because she was a spy, but I didn't know. Lucy Lou's relationship is the worst, but yeah. Lucy Lou is the best. 
Lucy yeah. Liu was paid 10 times less than Drew Barrymore for the second when Charlie's you Angels. you told me that, I was shocked. Jaw-dropping. Seven times less than Cameron Diaz for the second Charlie's Angels. I don't know the statistics for the first. Okay. It, it was less. She's the slowest paid angel. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. So and fucking stupid. And Lucy Liu is the best angel. And also, I want to say probably the best actor out of the three of them. Yeah. Well, Cameron Diaz retired. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Barrymore is just notorious for being like, like perky and like, you know what I mean? She's like, really um like she's very like early two thousands like girl like rom com type yeah. movie. She's like the girl like where people are like what's your personality and she's like i'm weird yeah (laughs) i'm just i'm different you know i'm different i think she's kind of cool now though like she has a talk show yeah and stuff she and cameron diaz seem like they're doing fine things though Mm -hmm. i think cameron diaz is on the goop train she has an organic wine brand oh no that's kind of funny to me but uh lucy Liu, i think is still acting and has done like some big heavy hitter roles and is like rad yeah i think she's rad she is so cool and like i don't know i'd trust lucy Liu with my life i feel like i would not trust cameron diaz or drew barrymore with my life no the part where she like gets shot and then fall like thinks like he thinks he shot her and then she falls like through the window and then she's just hanging there like holding onto the sheet that's drew that is really her i'm pretty sure that's wild they do they did like nine months of kung fu like yeah hardcore training like they do the majority of their own stunts in that movie i'm pretty sure amazing amazing i the scene where they're breaking into the the company and and lucy Liu is like clutches the man to her breast and is like (laughs) give me more ideas (laughs) she's so cool I actually pulled that out of my ass. I have no idea how many of their own stunts they did. But I do remember <laughs> I do remember seeing something, like some kind of article about it, where they were like, yeah, they did like a lot of them themselves. Wow. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It seems like they do. But definitely correct me if I'm wrong. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, I was watching. I was doing research. You know who does their own stunts? <laughs> That was my sneeze. <laughs> it was like a kitten sneeze. <laughs> the Winx girls do all their own stunts. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, Winx girls are Charlie's angels. Who's better? I love the theory behind Charlie's angels, but the Winx girls are so much better than them. Yeah, I was disappointed by the Charlie's Angels movie because, Mm -hmm. once again, it did feel... Because if Charlie and Boz did not exist, then the women could have actually been the protagonists. But Mm -hmm. like with the Pirates episode, it does feel like we're still in prop territory. Yeah. Where it's like, they're the tool. They're a tool. Yeah, they're doing... used... They're doing his bidding. To keep one man from helicoptering into another man's house. Yeah. Like, they're just a, they're just a prop. And, like... Well, he was gonna shoot a missile at his house, which is oh. so fucking wild. <laughs> like, literally, what the fuck? Where did this man get a heat-seeking missile? He got... He had two of them. Yeah. He's just, like, <laughs> showing people his home. He's like, this is my heat-seeking missile. 
And he this also, is my like, dead father, and this is my other heat-seeking missile. And, like, he also owned his own, like, full-on mission in, like, Carmel, California. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, where he's, like, holding, uh, what's his name, hostage? Yeah. How did he get that? He's just got, like, a palace. Aren't those normally, like, property of, like, the state? Because they're, like, historical? They're like, you can have it. You seem trustworthy. He's like, thank you. And then he blows it up. With that woman. His sidekick lady is so scary. She's, she freaks me out. She has no soul. No. I, I just, I don't. This movie is nice because they all look really hot. So that makes it good. But Mm -hmm. this movie is not queer approved. No. No. This movie would make fun of a gay kid in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) If this movie was a person. For sure, there's no way it's cool. This movie would, this movie would think whale tails were cool. Mm-hmm. I do, I do remember reading something else. Like when I originally watched it, I read a couple of articles about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a year ago, though. Um, I remember reading something about how like this movie was one of the last movies, like in the early two thousands, to use like wires for stunts. Wow. Instead of like a green screen? Yeah, instead of like a green screen. And like you can see the wires in the <laughs> yeah. movie. Like it's, they're very much there. And you're like, especially, yeah, interesting. Especially in the scene where Drew Barrymore is like, has the chair and like her hands are tied. <laughs> yeah. That is so fucking funny. I think that scene is like my favorite scene in the movie. In approximately five minutes, you are all going to be face down the floor and I'm going to moonwalk out of here. And then she moonwalks, kind of. Badly. <laughs> She really goes, oh God, I didn't know how to moonwalk. She helped write the script. Yeah. She couldn't have just picked a dance move she knew. (laughs) I apparently have seen the second one and I don't remember watching it, but I- That's a good sign. I tried to watch the first (laughs) 10 minutes of it, like for this episode. And I, first of all, could not get through it. But second of all, I was like, this looks really familiar. Have I seen this before? And I, I think I have. Maybe it was something that Pua put on one night when she put on movies maybe you know some i every once in a while i'll see a movie and i'll be like why do i know what's gonna happen next Mm -hmm. but have a weird foggy vision of it and then i have a flashback to a freshman year night where i was like we're gonna watch puss in boots (laughs) dude in puss in boots when the egg enters i can't i've never seen i've never seen puss in boots you don't need to it hasn't (laughs) it's so boring but the egg Ugh. Anything else we need to say about Charlie's Angels? I had a thought, and it's no longer in my brain. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh, yeah, we were gonna do that. Um, I would probably kill Cameron Diaz. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair. Um, she just terrifies me. She's so unhinged. So unhinged. She, there's like, some people you look at and you're like, there's no thoughts behind those eyes. No. Only, only little, little chickens in skirts dancing around in a circle. The part where, the part where they're like in her ear, like telling her how to flirt. Like, I think those are the only coherent thoughts in her brain at yeah. that time is other people talking to her. Mm-hmm. And the, the dancing chickens inside her brain are like, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, definitely kill for that one. Um, I am stuck between fuck Lucy Liu or fuck Drew Barrymore. I would have a power lesbian relationship with Lucy Liu. 
Yeah, you would. We would be unstoppable. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think I would fuck Drew Barrymore and kill, or not kill, um, marry Lucy Liu. Lucy, I would marry Lucy Liu. Yeah. Also, Lucy Liu's character is old money, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's wild. Watch it or don't. It honestly doesn't matter. And, you know, I'll leave you with a thought that I had in 2019 that I tweeted. You can find it on my Twitter probably still. Which is uh, that Charlie's Angels 2019 is only a flop if you're straight. Yeah. Who else has an idea like this man's hope? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Who's Your Mommy podcast. Before we go, we want to say a couple of thank yous to the people who made this possible. First of all, thank you to Ruben Ward for our amazing new logos. Thank you to Chase Franklin for creating all the music and transitions we use today. Thank you to Brandon Gorenson for our original logos and to John Gorenson, Travis Ward, Chase Franklin, and Brandon Gorenson for your help with all of our audio equipment. We love you. We love you. And we also love Linda Cardellini. Thank you, Linda, for being our inspiration. Follow us on Instagram, please. We'll DM you back, we promise. Who else has an idea like this man's coke machine?